So how are you doing? Has it been a good day? Ah, uh, very good day, yeah. Um, almost sold out. It so. looks like that, yeah. yeah. Not, not much flowers left, no. No, but I made something for Emma. This oh, one. she says hello, by the way. So that's oh, very okay. kind of you. Thank you. Wow, look at that. What a... Something. Yes. Yeah, with the most colourful things I had. They look nice. Thank um, you. Yeah. Nice blossom. Blossom there, yes. Yeah, opens up slowly. As spring companion. unfolds. A good companion yeah, as spring yeah. unfolds in the next few weeks. All right, well, I'll let you um, um, finish up here. I need Maybe, to just basically yeah, clean take, up take your time. Well. I'm early anyway, so I can get a coffee. Would you like a coffee? Uh, as I we're here at ba uh, Cable Bakery, where you're set up. Yeah. Yes, um, on a Friday. They make the nicest coffee, so why not? You treat yourself. What, and what kind of coffee would you like? I will have a flat white. A flat white. Okay. Coming up. Welcome to Marriott Side Trips, the travel podcast show sharing real life stories from all corners of the globe. Because after visiting more than 50 countries and making new friends along the way, I've discovered people are rarely ordinary. But with travel being a bit tricky of late, I've been forced to get to know my backyard, London, a bit better. Which of course isn't a bad thing, especially as I haven't always been the best of Londoners with being away a lot. So for the first season I've been meeting who you might call the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker, those London traders who've been keeping local London ticking over during the numerous lockdowns. I recently caught up with florist Roxana, aka Rocker of Rocker Brings Flowers at the end of her working day in Kennington, South London, and I learned more about her mobile pedal power flower store which she set up during the lockdown last year. We talked about finding a passion for floristry and inspiration to set up a business after being furloughed, coming to London and finding her tribe, flowers of course and growing tulips in South London amongst other things. I'm Stephen Marriott, best-selling author, traveller and now podcaster. Today's episode is dedicated to Tiggs, who loved flowers. Okay, hello Roxana, how, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thank you. How are you Stephen? Um, I'm very good, yes, and happy to be learning a, a bit about your flower business and uh, meeting you here um, at Cable Bakery, um, where you have your stall on a Friday. So why don't you tell us who you are and, and what you do, a bit, a bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, I'm Rocca and I bring flowers. <laughs> so I'm Rocca Brings Flowers. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, it's on an honour. Yeah, so this is who I am. <laughs> this is what I do. But you bring flowers on a bike. On so, a bike. So that's, that, that's a bit different. So were you up early this morning on your bike um, to Covent Garden, the new Covent Garden, which that's I think it. that's where you get your flowers from. That's 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 correct. Um, yes, so I try to wake up at six o'clock. <laughs> early start? Early start. I like that because it's much easier to travel on a bike when nobody's on the road. Mm -hmm. So I actually quite like that. Um, now, obviously, the days are a bit longer, but um, over the winter, it was quite nice to like wake up when the sun wakes up mm -hmm. as well. So that was always beautiful, like an additional kind of a bonus of, of that trip. Yes. So uh, even so, so I live in Camberwell, so okay. I go straight through New Camberwell Road via Vauxhall down to Nine Elms to New Covent Garden. Okay. So yeah, it takes me only 20 minutes. Oh, so that's it's a nice good. ride. So yeah, it's... It's quite important to leave earlier before all this terrible traffic starts. So mm -hmm. today I allowed myself to leave half an hour later because I came to Cable Cafe the night before to like bring my heavy stuff. Okay. I call it a heavy stuff. Yes. So it's the, the stool basically, the foldable stool which I yes. built um, after the first lockdown when I started uh, trading. Mm -hmm. So I brought everything here last night and I filled my buckets with water so I could leave half an hour later this morning uh, but that had caused, a little lion then this morning. yeah i did but 
I was regretting straight away as soon as I left the house because the roads were much busier and it was right. not as enjoyable. Yes. It's nice okay. to be like just there with the birds, basically. And I'm uh, getting this nice um, atmospheric sense to the start of your day when, when you're doing this then. Normally, apart from today when there, were, there was more, more traffic. <laughs> yeah, I, I must say like it's never easy for me. I'm like that sort of person which likes to have a lion and like yes. I appreciate a good sleep. I try to go to sleep before mid midnight. Um, so but you're a little bit of a night owl. Uh, well, <laughs> not at the moment, but yeah, I do always find myself finding some occupation at home anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's very important for me to mm -hmm. have a good sleep because the whole day is quite um, active. So yes. I need to make sure I'm well rested and yeah. I'm in a good mood because mm -hmm. you know like I'm outside and so. you're still smiling even at the end of the day so that's, <laughs> so that's positive yeah well I and guess I have working. yeah I, I think that half an hour in the morning helped um <laughs> yeah also it's just you know like you use lots of energy not just because you are traveling on your bike and you bring things in and out it's also like I'm standing outside and now um you know it's not fully spring yet no it's a little um, bit chilly today it's, it's been chilly yeah. yeah so I guess that takes lots of energy as well mm. but being outside of Cable Bakery um, has another bonus, like guys here are, you know, taking good care of me and oh, like good. always keep me warm with some nice coffee oh, and I like being here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on a Saturday I'm um, outside at the farmer's market in Camberwell Green, which I absolutely love as well because this is where I live and I meet my neighbours and oh, I have nice. like a lovely community of like you know, regulars, like Camberwell people are very, very loyal. And once they know you, they come back. Okay. So I, I've learned that there, there are no risks with Camberwell, you know, like no matter how much I bring, I always mm. sell it, which is brilliant. So wow. yeah, that allows me to like go to the market, get as much as I can carry on my bike yes. and then sell everything and you know you're on selling. a day. And it's the, the people at, um, or the locals which go to Camberwell market on, on the Saturday, do they tend to be a different kind of customers to the customers you get outside Cable Bakery here? Um, well, I would say in Camberwell, I get my local people who are very precise about their journey. They they come to the market because yes. they always do it. Okay. <laughs> so there is not many of like accidents, you know. Okay, I, I, right. You know what I mean? Like they. People just um, kind of um, go there intentionally. Mm -hmm. Where at Cable, very often I feel like I'm, I'm meeting new customers okay. every Friday because people sometimes just stop by for a coffee and they see the flower stall on a Friday and they get tempted and get the flowers mm -hmm. because I'm just right in front of them. Um, which is always nice because then you just develop, you know, new relationships yes. with your customers. And if I'm lucky, they come back, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's it happened in mm -hmm. the past so that's that's great yeah so does that mean that it's a mixture of different kinds of people which which come here then in that sense if it's new people passing by or is it just just people who happen to be in the neighborhood who live in the neighborhood or yeah, there's not well in, at cable cafe i would say like people just know about the coffee shop yes. and and the bakery so they they come here for the essentials and then they realize oh they're also flowers so very often they ask me have you been here for long? And I'm like, yeah, I've been here almost for, for a year. So uh, some of the people just say, oh, I, I, I come here quite regularly, but like on a Tuesday, so I've never seen you before. 
um, so they they decide to come on a Friday instead. So that's quite nice. Oh, that's nice. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So in terms of customers, yeah, I feel like I have more regulars at Camberwell, but then it's quite sweet because today, for example, there was a lady who travelled from Camberwell to ah, Pennington yes. to see me because she said she can't come tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I know there are certain people who will still travel to get the flowers, which is, you know, like really encouraging. So you have, you definitely got some regular customers. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like at Cable, I think like I would, I would have, um, I don't know, maybe 30 people who would always pop by Mm -hmm. and, and want flowers as well as the coffee. So that's quite nice. And then, you know, um, other people who just discover me kind of, you know, and then I discover them. So this is how it works. Yeah. And what's and just quickly going back to New Covent Garden, what's this kind of atmosphere like that on a morning? I mean, do you, do you brush shoulders with other other florists and, and and traders, or is everybody still half asleep still and, and just getting on with things and not not too sociable? Okay, um, it's slightly different right now because obviously it's a lockdown, so New Covent Garden is officially closed. Okay. You can go and collect your things. As I long see. as you pre-order them, so it's a kind of click and collect click system. Click and collect at system moment. at the moment, which um, works. Yes, I can stay open outside, which is obviously um, very very helpful. Of but I find it quite difficult, and not just me. I think all the traders find it difficult, like including the people who sell flowers to me and the people who sell flowers, you know, doing their floristry work, mm-hmm. because it, it's a different story, you know, like. Pre-lockdown, you could just walk in and there was much more competitive uh, vibe, you know. You could see different flowers um, on different stalls and you could, like, find out what the price. And sometimes I go to the market thinking I know what I want, but then I spot something which totally inspires me. And then I start building all the stall around... um, that particular so either have, color or, or yeah so you have an opportunity to be a bit more creative when you when, you know when you get going and obviously get a bit more of the spur of the moment yeah i i think i really miss that okay. because yeah I, I i always try to bring seasonal flowers but mm-hmm. also i try to vary as well my yes. stock okay. like you know it's it's never nice when you just always see the same things you know if during let's say in in the autumn if you had chrysanthemum because that was like a main flower right at least you knew you can get different colors of chrysanthemum mm-hmm. or different variety different in, in shapes the, in, in the autumn yeah so you would still get the chrysanthemums because mm-hmm. they are you know long lasting and mm-hmm. they're beautiful flowers but um, you would get like different different either colors or shapes so um, that was i was you know uh, trying to keep that like my customers more excited about yes, the stuff yes. and uh, I guess um, people appreciated that now you know I try my best to like get the variation but um, yeah it's it's a bit more limiting also because the market is closed less people is coming so mm. um, my wholesalers also don't have as much in stock as normally right. so everyone kind of suffers but everyone tries to be as flexible as possible mm-hmm. and like just stay in a game, you know. Mm-hmm. So we are hoping um, that in the April everything will change. Fingers yeah, crossed. and T- we're back to wood. this. Yeah. Yes. And you know, it's 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 really nice at the market actually. I there are days where I struggle with waking up, but knowing that I go to the wholesalers uh, I really like and you know believe in what I do and um, they give you a, 
a little, uh, I don't know, like a good word in the morning, like, mm-hmm. you know, say something or drop a little joke or something that really improves my mood. In a, in, wake in the up beginning. and smell the flowers yeah. as opposed to coffee. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> It's a good beginning of the day, definitely. Mm, that, that, that's, I mean, that, that's really a ni- nice image. Um, obviously, as you say, it did, hopefully returning to that it, from April. Because obviously, when you see flowers, you think of beauty and you, you, know, you see nice in, in traditional florist shops, flower displays and things. But you, know, you look at the beauty of the flower in its own right. You, but someone like me as a customer would not think of that you're being creative you know at the very start of the day when you're looking at the flowers okay you have in mind what you want mm. but, but there's an opportunity to be creative or maybe there's some new flowers which you didn't know about which a wholesaler had brought so that, yeah. that, that's a nice image of, of that sort of little story behind the flowers really. yeah i mean you have to be creative uh, when you are choosing the flowers because i mean if you have a big flower shop, maybe you can afford buying like everything you see, right? Mm-hmm. I'm quite limited with what I get because obviously I'm traveling on my bike, bike and yes. I have a trolley, which mm. is quite big. It's, it looks quite big, but obviously, it, it, yeah, you still got to... Yeah. It still limits you. Yeah. I mean, I come up with this idea of like getting um, boxes right now. So I've got quite long boxes, which I... 80 centimeters long okay and i have four of them <laughs> so i can actually bring more these days so you than stack I them on to. top of each other exactly. because the flowers obviously like flat i guess so they are flat they are nicely supported inside because yes. they are nicely packed as well um but yeah again like it's still not like you know i don't have as much space as people no. have in in a van for example yes. so uh, i need to be very 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 careful which uh, with what i buy so i need to think of what goes together i need to make sure that um all the flowers i buy i can combine and they look lovely together so i usually go for you know i, I keep it simple so i usually go uh into two directions like i go into something like kind of subtle and pale and you know soft okay. and then more deep colors as well right. on a side so i usually try to give a bit of like choice for the mm-hmm. customers but also keeping it kind of you know compact so i always say this is like if if you're traveling and you, you've got yes. the experience with that you need to pack in a way that you know you take those clothes which got together like yes. you, you know like you don't want to take everything no no you don't want to take one thing you know you, you take like three things let's say which you can vary and like watch the other one while you're yes. waiting the, the yeah, second exactly. one yeah exactly yeah um so i just feel like when i so it's yeah for me it's like traveling we are traveling right i'm traveling to the mm. covent garden bringing things and uh yeah it's the same sort of logic behind interesting, that interesting yeah yeah your sort so, of your your core and sort of ones that blend well then i guess well the thing is with my the the the, the nature of my flower store i'm outside yes so whatever the weather you know i need to i need to have the flowers which are gonna survive mm-hmm. so firstly i'm traveling so i need to have some kind of hardy flowers you know i i do love the beautiful soft flowers but you can only afford those mm-hmm. when you have a flower shop so they can like stay indoors yes. and if it's raining they won't be damaged yes. you know i need to always check the weather if it's a full sun i know certain flowers won't survive they will open very quickly like okay. roses interesting when it's raining i know like hydrangeas would love that rain yes. it would actually you know <laughs> they would appreciate that and they would um stay you know fresh longer mm-hmm. um but again if i had roses in the rain there 
that would damage the petals, you know, that would mark them. So okay. I need to be kind of careful with that as well. But yeah, I feel like uh, over the last few months, I've learned <laughs> what works, what doesn't. So, you know. Um, Interesting. Well, it's a, yeah, well, obviously you have to be flexible outdoors, but flexible period, as you say, um, in, in terms of lockdowns, and things, you know, which is I find really interesting. We're starting to interview smaller businesses and how, how, how they've been ad adapting. But I also wanted just to bring in the fact that you're originally from Poland. 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 I'll say Poland properly now. Yeah. <laughs> Poland. Um, and was it always on the cards that you would, well, A, come to London and then B, be a florist? So starting with A, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I never thought that I would end up in London. I had friends who were always obsessed with London and always wanted to come here because they were big fans of like, I don't know, the Beatles or Amy Winehouse or, mm -hmm. you know, like the yes. music, yeah. all the English culture, you know, I don't know, people obsessed with Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. I no, I'm not saying I don't like those things. No. I do love the music and, and the culture, but, but you weren't obsessed. when I was throwing, <laughs> well, I just guess, I guess I was always drawn to like warmer countries. <laughs> well, I can, I can understand that coming, coming from Poland and yeah, then coming to the UK. Coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My background is like, you know, we have four seasons, which is brilliant. They're very visible. When it's winter, you know it's winter. It's yes. snowing. When it's summer, it's quite hot. And I guess before I moved to London, I lived in Italy a little bit. So oh, okay. When I visited London for the first time, I was actually living in Genoa at, at the time, so... Um, oh, well, so on the coast, yeah. So that was on the coast, and the weather was stunning, <laughs> and I, I came to London to, 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 to visit, and I just couldn't understand how on earth people could live here, because it was <laughs> yes. so grey and rainy, yes. and it wasn't very, very, like, you know, inviting. But, yeah, this is the mystery. I ended up living here, and uh, I fell in love with, England and I feel very comfortable here and um, you know I live in Camberwell where you know I feel very welcome and um, I feel at home there so mm -hmm. I, I don't know I just feel I can't imagine living anywhere else at the moment but I guess you know <laughs> you're gonna be open to any possibilities so we never know Absolutely, where I'm gonna yes. end up in the end um, but yeah for the time being I'm very happy okay. here yeah. And and so you weren't a florist before then? Oh, or... B. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that the floristry was always with me because from a very early stage of my life, my mum would always take me to the markets where we were buying plants. And then she would always take me to the flower mm. shops. Where oh, I was, sorry, what part of Poland was oh, that? Oh, this is that you grew northern part of Poland. So it's called Kashubia. That, okay. that, that, that part is like full of lakes and lovely valleys. And it's very green and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so my mother would take me to the flower shops quite often. And if we wouldn't go to the flower shop, she would grow her own flowers in a garden. So I always felt like I was taking part, like, if not watching somebody putting flowers together. I was like helping my mom to put the flowers okay. together. Yes. You know, the, the flowers she's been growing, like beautiful peonies or, or stuff like mm. that, or roses. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like it was just very natural for me, like being in that sort of an environment. And I think when I was four years old, I kept calling myself 
uh, matka kwiatu, which means like the, fla- the, the mother of flowers. Okay. Um, oh, my mom always teased me about that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that was my plan that I will become a florist, no. but. But you, I were, guess, you were drawn to flowers Yeah, then. definitely. And I remember being always intrigued by my neighbor who used to grow tulips as well. Okay. So as a child, I was always like having a pick, you know, looking at this mm-hmm. like um, polytunnels and, and seeing the flowers. I, I loved it. And then my parents were friends with florists as well. We had few friends who okay. were florists. And I remember my dad would always like... Doesn't matter what was the time of the day or night, he would like, if he needed flowers, he would like <laughs> ring the bell and they would make something beautiful for him. And he would used to um, bring home lilies. Oh, um, how nice. Because my mum's name is Lydia, so oh, Lily. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, that was like his thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the other story was that he, he would bring tulips to my mum when he was chasing her up but it yeah, sounds quite she, romantic you know? yeah yeah so I guess the flowers were always a part of our existence and yeah so yeah that was just the background but yes yeah then then I never thought of becoming a florist I was like doing other things I thought I would become a singer <laughs> so I loved singing well, I know you're and, quite creative as well which obviously ties in with floristry yeah so this is this is the whole thing like I came to London because I got in touch with um, a person who was a, uh, a director of animations, but then we got in touch for the particular project we were making music together. So that's why I moved to London. That was like a pure coincidence. I used to work and live in Italy, and we met via like film festival I okay. worked ah. at. But then we come up with this idea of becoming a band <laughs> so we've been recording music I, I used to come to London to make music I but see. then when I finished my studying I've decided to like just be open for the adventure and I moved to London for that reason yes. but then you know it's one of those where you're like you need to pay your bills <laughs> well it's so, it definitely in London yeah. most certainly with the rent <laughs> yes yeah, so I started as a young young person started to work in a coffee shop and uh, that was very beautiful that was scooter cafe that was scooter cafe how i originally know you from from when we were next door exactly well yeah emma used to um run this bookshop yeah um, traveling through traveling yeah. through um, so we were neighbors and uh, yeah that was so beautiful like i feel like that was one of the most important times of my life where i met lots of people yes. and you know made all my long-lasting friendships which mm. are you know, through through the yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah. very um, it's a very uh, the staff I think that are drawn to it are very artistic or actor types or musicians and That's things. It. So you're probably a new element there, then I guess. Well, in that sense. all my friends uh, were involved in some projects, either singing or uh, yeah, they 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 were like actors or playing mm-hmm. a theatre or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to like be in that sort of crowd at the moment. As a young person, you kind of feel this is where you should be, you know. Um, so I was surrounded by people who had like that sort of ambitions and luckily they all ended up well, you know, you see them on big screens or you listen to them on the radio, which is brilliant. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was aware that some people had actually gone on to yeah, be, be really of, successful in, yeah, in, in, they in, are. in their careers. Yeah, yeah. So, Scooter Cafe kind I know of it, bread. It, yeah, I know, well, I know also, it, it's, you know, sometimes famous people are drawn to it, you know, you know, get pop in for a coffee or oh, a drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did have quite, quite, uh, quite a good bunch of, you know, yeah. people you would recognise yes. from movies or 
um, you know, from other places. Yeah, from big screen, basically. Yeah. Like, skate, uh, Scooter Cafe was, and still is, in Waterloo. And as you know, there's like Old Vic nearby, and then yes. you have the um, TV productions company nearby. So, um, yeah, we did have lots of, well, customers, but also guests coming around for like little catch-ups or interviews so yeah you would be surrounded yeah. by like interesting crowd but yeah this is it like I've been working there and it was all nice and comfortable but at some point you feel like you need to like move on with your That's life of and, course, yes. and and yeah. I, this is how I come up with the floristry because I felt I need something practical but also creative so yes. I felt like floristry Practically in the sense of pay the bills as well, you exactly. mean. Exactly. Yes. So I felt like floristry is like the most pleasant work <laughs> in terms of like you work with these beautiful materials which look nice and smell lovely and, and, and you know, you're surrounded by this yeah, beauty. So I felt like you can't get wrong with that. And, and I was right. <laughs> yes. So I've decided to like retrain myself and become a florist about five years ago. Okay. Oh. And then, yeah, the referendum happened and... Uh, Brexit. Brexit, yes. yeah. And I remember that was the time where lots of my friends <laughs> like kind of left the country and um, there was that sort of, you must remember that, like, yeah, kind of the quite, negativity and was, depression. It was very negative. There was, the, yeah. there was uncertainty. And, yeah. and, and even, you know, for obviously Europeans, you say, left. I think yeah. but for a lot of British people like me, you know, I'd always consider myself as European. I'd grown up as yeah. part of Europe. And I exactly. was, you know, I was very, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the country was split, obviously. But yeah. no, I was pro-Europe. And I was always, just I felt very depressed then because I'm like, you're taking away our, our right to be European, it felt. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is it. Like, when I was born, obviously I was a part of Europe as well and and um, it's just one of the host I mean that was before Poland joined the yes. um, European Union but when I was growing up I always remember being able to travel and yeah. you know just using my ID so um, I think when the referendum happened and there was that split that was the first time when I suddenly felt very much like a foreigner, you know, uh, which... Even in London you felt that, Yeah, yeah. Okay. I did, and I feel like I allowed myself to, like, feed out of that negativity, mm. which I'm quite upset with myself, because that uh, affected... You know, like, I left London for eight yes. months. Yes, I, I know you did, yeah. You did, yes, yeah, you, I had this, like, mm. try of coming back to Poland, and, you know, I got a good job at the BBC, and I was supposed oh, to, nice. like... Yeah. yeah, I was supposed to, like, <laughs> build my life again, but I wanted to be a florist, <laughs> and I just felt like, you know, it, it wasn't the right time to become a florist in Poland, and mm -hmm. I felt pretty much like I spent four years in London and I came back to, to Warsaw where I just felt like you know like lots of my friends were still there and my family yes. and I could participate in in their lives but I felt like I'm just watching their life You're and my okay. life was still in London so it turned out maybe you were a Londoner and you didn't, <laughs> you didn't realize it perhaps. well I just I then I realized that I I really like being in London and yes. I really miss that yes. and I felt all my friends have been building you know like I, I I arrived here when I was like in early 20s so I guess this is like a very important time for you when you like build important friendships and it's like quite formative time as well yes so when I yeah. moved back it was my late 20s <laughs> so I was like oh 
actually, I think I want to be in London. Mm -hmm. So eight months later, I, I, I've decided to like, I mean, I've decided much earlier, but I felt like I need to give it a go. Like I, I tried, but yeah, I, I wanted to be a florist. And as soon as I arrived back to, to London, I, I found my first floristry job within a week which was brilliant right. well, obviously it was meant, meant to be that you were you were to return in that, in that yeah wow. so that was really nice mm. I, that wasn't my first floristry work like i before i left i had like an experience on a actually flower stall which was in covent garden not new covent garden but the old covent so garden west end covent garden yes, yes. Uh, so i felt like a oh, nice. wow. little that was before <laughs> i started my college where i was training to okay. become a florist so yes. I just basically wanted to be a florist and I was like looking for the ways how I can learn. So I thought, well, you learn as you go, really. So I was like passing by this beautiful flower stall outside of this. There was like a Jubilee market. Oh, yes. And yes. there is there was this guy called Melvin. I think so, it was called Doolittle <laughs> Flowers, something like that. Flowers, Doolittle Flowers. Okay. Um, and again, this is like he talks somebody, to the flowers. <laughs> yeah, this is somebody who gave me that chance, like because I asked. I was like, like he didn't know who I was, and I was just like there. Um, somebody, he just took me on, like out of the street. Wow. So that was quite like I appreciated that. I see this gentleman getting flowers at New Covent Garden mm -hmm. every morning. Like he's also cycling, yes. so um, that was very important for me to like get this opportunity and then I went to college because I want to learn different techniques mm -hmm. and then through that college I got my work experience with a lady called Beverly and I was very grateful for that so having that allowed me to go and like pitch on myself and get maybe a different experience in mm -hmm. a flower shop mm -hmm. so then when I came back to London I got my flower experience at the place in Pimlico which was called Flowers Van, by Van Twisk and Randall, the, the owner, taught me a lot. And okay. it's quite funny because I always laugh about it, but mm. you know, he used to say, there's only one way of floristry, like <laughs> my way, <laughs> which I always felt it was like highly controlling. Where was he from originally? Uh, he's, so he, he, he was born and bred in London, okay. but his father was from Netherlands. Okay. So this is where Van, Van Twisk yeah, comes, yeah. Um, which I think is a brilliant name for a flock. <laughs> yes, it, it, it does sound very, yeah, it's just yeah, perfect. Very original. Very tale sort of name. Yeah, it's one of those names you're like, oh, I should probably get flowers from there. Yes. Sounds like a, yeah. yeah, sounds like a, trust, a trusted place. But anyway, I've learned quite a lot there. But Oh, so, and of course, beautiful flowers. A lot of flowers come from Holland, obviously. Which That's I'm it, I'm yeah. Thinking. Most of the things yeah. we get from New Covent Garden actually comes from uh, Netherlands, like yes. from the auctions. I mean, different flowers grow in different places. You get like roses from Kenya or Ecuador. You get English mm. uh, blooms as well, which is brilliant. Yeah. And I think after Brexit, people will be focusing on they're homegrown more because yes. of the prices. Mm. Now everything costs a little bit more as well, which is another downside. Did you, you found things went the flowers? Oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not just lockdown. It's also like Brexit prices, yes. like the tulips and everything. Well, it's more administration now. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my answer to Brexit was to actually plant my own tulips. So I've decided. Okay, so to... not tulips from Holland, Amsterdam. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Hi there. Mm -hmm. We're interviewing this young lady and uh, yeah, uh, finding out more about her uh, floristry uh, oh, business. But that's all right. No, we can we come can, and join. We, we, we can edit it out or keep it in, depending on um, you know how um, you know how it all feels. 
But, uh, that was Dominic who runs this place. Yeah, <laughs> Dominic the manager. Yes. Um, nice to see your face. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, just talking about, um, you know, when, when things happen. So I decided like, okay, things happen and you feel like you don't have any impact on it and you feel negative, depressed, but then you realize, no, you, you can do something about it. You can just like respond to it and you just have to like, flow with the wave and so my response to Brexit was to get the finest bulbs from Netherlands and plant them in Camberwell so homegrown locally grown um, tulips and you've got a garden have you then so I've got my garden but my garden was quite limiting like my neighbor could see me building new flower beds because my garden is like has a little bit of um flower bed and like soil but then mostly there is concrete so I had to build new okay. flower beds yes but <laughs> my neighbors actually see me doing it and they offered their own garden oh, so really? I planted wow. 4,000 tulips for the spring no way yeah <laughs> so I, I've been planting Gosh. them before Christmas and they were like nicely protected you've got to get some good photos of, of that when they're when they're all blooming oh gosh i i went to visit them yesterday and i had like a very emotional moment when i saw my little babies poking through wow, and they yes. were covered by um like i covered them with with like a mesh so okay. they were protected yes um well i don't want to say against but you know they were protected from the squirrels, which, you know, yeah. like, I, I love squirrels, yeah. but... There's they a lot of urban rodents and things. Yeah, like, like if you want... foxes in London and stuff as well, yeah. Uh, foxes, this is another thing. So, they, they've been protecting from squirrels in terms of, you know, I didn't want to plant the bulbs and then, yes. you know, it's fine if the squirrel dig out few bulbs, but maybe I yes. wanted to, like, keep, of like, yeah, three and a half yeah. thousand yes. um, <laughs> yeah. for, for, for my customers. Yes. So I, I covered <laughs> that with the mesh. Now I could see that the tulips were going through, so I opened mm. that, but because I can see two big holes under the tree, which is neighboring that garden, um, I know the foxes live there as well. So yes. I actually built some um, fence. Just to keep them To keep them away. Like, I don't know if that's gonna help, but I, I, I hope <laughs> that the foxes will learn that there is a path mm -hmm. and um, they can just go in between, but they shouldn't really crush my tulips. But yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to like see them in full bloom and be able to sell them. So the whole idea was to like, you know, like as you as you know, I'm like bicycle based. So yes. I I try to like cut down the emission as well. So mm -hmm. I wanted to like grow things in Camberwell so I can deliver them in a bike or on a bike, sorry, uh, rather than like you know take part in the whole game of getting them delivered via like you know all the transport you know yeah. like every night there is like a massive cargo plane <laughs> yes. coming from Netherlands to England to get the flowers which you know I'm I'm not saying I'm not taking part in that because if you want to get any yes, flowers but you're not you adding, perhaps not add, you're not adding to it I, uh, I don't want to add to yes. it yeah so I still buy from you Covent Garden because this is like this is this is what you have to do I mean you can look for other suppliers and in the future, I would like to be able to like right. find people who can offer me flowers, which can grown in England, yes. rather than you know. But um, it makes practical sense. Yeah. You're saying you're going there on your bike, and it's twenty minutes. Did you say on your bike? I think yeah, you said, yeah. Which is great. Well, yeah. I guess you know, as time goes by, you like come up with new ideas how to like help the situation, yes. and yeah, yeah. I guess. 
hopefully one day I'll be able to like maybe have my own farm where I just grow all wow. my flowers and they sell them. You well, know, that, that will be when we I'd have like. the second podcast, um, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the catch up. Um, but you actually have answered one of the questions for me I was going to ask, because I mean, obviously, as you say, you live in this area, so it kind of it's, it's practical to, to sell into this area. But, but at the same time, you, you, you're environmentally conscious as well. And, well, and this is your neighbourhood, as you say. What's that? And this is your neighbourhood. This is my neighbourhood, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do try to be conscious. I mean, sometimes you fail because, you know, you have to make certain decisions. And, you know, I wish... I could just be like 100% zero waste. Um, I'm trying my best. I'm not using any plastic. I'm just like wrap my That's flowers brilliant. in paper. Yes. Yeah. I actually gave up sellotape even recently. No way. Like, I just use like piece of string, which, yes. which is fine. And uh, people appreciate that. Like people mm -hmm. come back for that reason. Like I've got lots of customers who, who actually like that. You know, like because I'm in a neighborhood and people come to collect the flowers, you don't really have to have a cellophane, you know, um, which you use to like um, aqua pack your bouquets when yes. you do the deliveries, mm -hmm. you know, because people just live on the corner. So they take the flowers wrapped in paper, bring them mm -hmm. back home straight away. If they want me to deliver flowers, um, I can still do that as well on my bike. I do deliver in South London. So again, it's like always like a 10, 15 minutes travel. So the flowers won't die. You mm -hmm. know, I don't really need to have them wrapped in plastic with water in it. You know, um, I just That's ask people to recut the stems and maybe keep them in a wrap for like first 20 minutes or half an hour, you know. And uh, yeah, but oh, again, my flowers are quite like long lasting and hardy. So they, they're just not going to die. They, no. they, they also look pretty when they dry, so, yes. <laughs> you know, there's no okay. risk. Yeah, that, that's really interesting, I think. Um, perhaps, obviously, one of the things that lockdowns and, and, and the coronavirus has forced people to do is obviously stay local. And I think perhaps staying more local has, has reminded people to be conscious about, you know, unnecessary travel um, or yeah. obviously the environment in general in terms of wrapping and... Mm. Um, and, and that sort of thing, and buying, of course, buying more locally. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's one of those, like, yeah, what would, what would happen if I was, like, you know, very, very successful in terms of, you know, I would be able to send flowers uh, national-wide, and then you have to find a ways of, like, you know, being able to deliver it. So I don't know what I would do then. You just have a team of Olympic cyclists who just, who just go around the UK. <laughs> yeah, there, there are good companies like, you know, Pedal Me or something, which are right. quite smart. Um, yes. They have this good electric bikes and yeah, well, yeah, they, they could deliver very fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I don't have to think about it because everything is kept local. And yes. I must say it really helps. Lockdown is not the ideal, but no. I must say that... No. Um, it, it did help me to like get my customers because if everyone was doing the usual thing from yes. pre-pandemic, um, I don't know if I would have all those local coming mm. to my store. You we know, are, people perhaps reacquainted with their neighbourhoods a bit more again. Yeah, you know, I, you're I'm, part of their neighbourhood, I guess. Well, this is it. I, I've noticed like trying to look at the bright side of the whole situation, mm. which is not funny or. or easy or pleasant. Well, just after you got over Brexit and there's this to deal with. Yeah. Um, the, the bright side of a lockdown is, as we mentioned, is like people stay in the local areas, but also I've noticed like people talk to each other more openly because we all experience that sort of loneliness in a yes. lockdown. And yes. I've realized Absolutely. like I lived in my neighborhood for the last 
three years mm -hmm. before I lived in Brixton. Now I live in Camberwell. And only this year, I feel like I've managed to develop certain like relationships with my neighbours because we spend more time in a garden, so we yes. talk to each other well, for the that, fence. Well, you, you, you've now got your, your... How many flowers did you say? 5,000? No. Uh, 4,000 <laughs> tulips. Yes, in, in, in your neighbour's garden. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is um, yeah, which is in the heart of Camberwell, which is so amazing, and great. I'm very, very grateful for that. I mean, to be totally honest, they they didn't have much of a plan for that garden either, so it kind of worked both ways. Like they were very happy to have me there mm. to like clean the whole thing. Like it was full of weeds, like there was nothing growing. But then you have a beautiful paths, like basically massive beds full of weeds. So mm -hmm. I just we did it. <laughs> you know, um, did some work, planted all the bulbs, and now it looks very neat and looked after, and the neighbours are happy, I'm happy, and, you know, it's a great deal. Yeah, you're, um, yeah, you're growing your own And it's flowers. just, again, in, like... In, in, in South London. Yeah, so I have my little farm. Wow. Um, I call it a little Holland <laughs> in <laughs> yes. Camberwell. Um, you Maybe know. we name that part of London. Yeah, yeah, little yeah you've got a little Venice, you've got a little Holland yeah. now. Um, <laughs> which is it's it's great like i love to see the growth it's just not the growth of flowers but also mm -hmm. the growth of like the community and people who who support you as well and 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 you know like help me to grow as well personally and business wise as well you know like i started it as a survival kind of thing because you know when the pandemic happened um i knew the situation would change you know yes. like i kind of lost to like I kept well how would I put it um I I got furloughed but then I knew I won't be able to come back to the shop where I used to work so uh, yeah I just knowing that I thought well while, while I'm being furloughed maybe I use that money into like investing into my plan b and yes. my own business so be, I, yeah, yeah it started all as a trial mm -hmm. but it kind of developed in a way that i feel like i can make my living out of it and that's brilliant because so that <laughs> there are two things like when i knew i won't be able to come back to my flower shop which i absolutely love that was a place in pimlico called dover's flowers again another really lovely family based run mm -hmm. business uh, with uh, very talented and very like chilled and funny people so people you want to be around so I spent last two years with them but because we lost all our you know events weddings parties which we relied on yes of course you know the boss had to make certain decisions which were not easy for anyone um, but I just knew okay this is a time when I just have to like grow up and take things in my own hands and so um, at first, I thought, okay, I'm gonna retrain, <laughs> you know. So I become retrain a, a grant again. Well, mean. I yes. So I I thought, well, I I tried to knock on everyone's door, and I knew everyone is in the same situation. Nobody's gonna open the door for me. Yes. So I thought, okay, firstly, I'm gonna retrain. So I become a tailor. Okay. <laughs> so I started to make underwear for my friend. Of course, who, I forgot. Yeah, owns this yeah. Um, lovely company called Little. Black Pants Club, and she is situated in Brixton. And again, it's like very sustainable. Yes. We use organic uh, materials and, um, you know, like organic cotton or bamboos. 
and everything is made from scratch. She pays a London living wage, and I was able to learn new skills, and that was brilliant. But as I was doing it, I do it. I still, I continue. I do it twice a week. Okay. Um, but I, as I was doing it, I, I, I realized I really miss working with flowers, and every time I was like opening Instagram, and I could see people making this amazing flower arrangements. It was like I was so sad, like <laughs> happy for them, but also like. You know, you feel like really, you miss something. I yes. felt this longing. So then I've realized nobody's going to open the door for me in terms of like, hey, come and join our team mm -hmm. in a flower shop because nobody could offer that. So I felt like I'm going to open the door for myself. And this is how I ended up opening my flower store in Camberwell first. And then I also moved to... Cable Bakery as a second day. So yeah, since July 2020. I can't have you on the, the show uh, and not ask you, do you have a favourite flower? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> favourite flower? Um, oh, I, I, would, I would love to say I'm very loyal to one, but I feel like it changes with the season. Okay, like, yes. You know, you, <laughs> I, I definitely love Tulips. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like I know we're in spring, and but I I absolutely love tulips. The whole story behind tulips. And well, we get get that sense of all those tulips that you've you've got got potentially uh, growing. Yeah, I do love tulips, and you know, like I love the yeah. whole thing of tulip being like so highly desired in the past, like being in a in the price of a house in like I don't know in a uh, two hundred years of ago. Of course, yes. There was that whole. Tulip, tulip mania. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the whole, yeah, the, the, the um, speculation tulips. Exactly. Yes. So, and it comes in so many different varieties, and and they are so also easy to grow, and they kind of look after themselves, and they they stay for ages with you once you get them. Mm -hmm. So they are brilliant. They yes. look beautiful, and they are long lasting. They're kind of reliable flowers, yes. and they have this lovely movement as well. Um, but again, then we come to the spring and, you know, obviously, like, everyone loves peonies. I love peonies. But I think I, I absolutely love dahlias. So okay. I love dahlias, mm -hmm. again, because of the colors and the varieties they come in, the, the sizes. Then I do love chrysanthemum, which I only discovered recently. Like, I always look down on chrysanthemum. But because, <laughs> like, in Poland, you, you use them, well, I guess because of the particular time when they grow. Uh, but we would, like take them to the grave, you know, okay. um, on the 1st of November, where you go to visit your relatives, mm -hmm. which passed away. So you, you bring a bunch of croissants. So for me, they were always like, oh, associated with death. But actually, I absolutely love them. You know, like they, when you watch all this like uh, Asian movies and you see all these beautiful croissants bushes growing mm -hmm. everywhere, yes. this is absolutely stunning. And I only discovered like, since I'm open and I go to the New Covent Garden, I could see all this different mm. variety, big-headed croissants, you know. Um, I just start to appreciate them. They're beautiful, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I don't have a one favourite. Yeah. So, so you're fond of tulips, but obviously, yeah, it's like what you're saying with the seasons. And I guess that, you know, obviously we're coming into spring and, and you know, we're just seeing, obviously, the daffodils are, are out mm. now. And we're seeing some of the sort of blues and the whites and things starting to sort of come through. And I guess, I tell you what, actually, for the first time I noticed last year in, um, in the local park, 
was cherry blossom. I've never, yeah, whether it's because we were at home and, and, you know, we're just taking time to exercise in the park. But Mm. for once, I just actually noticed cherry blossom. I think I thought, I've never noticed cherry blossom in in, in London before. So so I I get the thing, I get the the seasonal um, uh, element to an extent with, you know, with noticing spring flowers and things. And this year I've been walking, um, it's been nearly a year now that that, that, that we've been in one place generally. And um, walking through Wimbledon Common, I've seen the change of the seasons mm. now with, you know, with the trees and, the, you know, the, the full in bloom and, and um, yeah. going bare again. And, and well, things. this is yeah. it. It's funny because you are obviously um, very fond of traveling, right? If I yes. got it right. Yeah. So we, we travel to like get inspired and get new landscapes and it's nothing wrong with that. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You learn. But <laughs> the good thing about lockdown again, it's like, you stay in one place and you have to find a ways of like daily entertainment. Yes. So you start looking for things which might inspire you. And this is it. This is suddenly you look around place which you thought you knew mm-hmm. and then you discover something new again, you yes. know, which which is always great because it's like this is what people say, you know, if you want to learn something, you just read this, the, the same book. And, you know, the second time you, you read the, the book you thought you knew, you, you always learn something new, you know. Yes. Um, so it's the same, I guess, with the area where you live. And like, so, I love walking around Camberwell, you see, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I know every corner, but I'm always surprised, you know. I always discover something new. So uh, or sometimes you pass by the same corner, but as you said, like, there is a new bloom appearing or, like, new flowers started to blossom. Yeah, so, and it's yeah. taken that time to stop and appreciate it. Mm, you know, obviously definitely. with cherry blossom, obviously that's an example because it is fleeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, all lovely. that book, not just rushing through it. Okay, I'm rereading it, and now I'm going to appreciate that passage because I didn't really think about it before or something. Mm. So that's yeah, that's something. I think that's a lesson for all of us, just learning to 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 sort of yeah, stop and pause. I guess. Yeah, this is like applies to everything, like to every relationship as well. I guess you know, mm-hmm. like people get bored of each other and stuff. And I guess lockdown wasn't easy for like couples and stuff. But no. then people also could like grow closer to each other because like you spend more time together and you really have to face it and mm-hmm. you know be in in front of each other so closely that you start discovering new things you know yes. things you would never notice so the same in applies to relationship with yourself you know very often like people suffered because of like the lockdown you have to like spend so much time with yourself you know mm-hmm. there was not much distraction but i think it was like a good exercise for everyone you know you well you know I'm not shaving as frequently now now and I'm I'm just checking to see if Emma notices whether I have facial hair and she's you know (laughs) noticing or not and she does seem to be noticing because she keeps commenting you're not shaving very often Uh, yeah (laughs) she doesn't like beards I think (laughs) <laughs> so you you know you're getting a bit of attention yeah exactly yes. yeah and she uh, she uh, she's much more observant than me yeah oh. <laughs> well good test yes so okay well I, I think perhaps maybe we're, we're we're round up there but is there anything you wanted to say about yourself business london and of course just remind people as well where they can find the stall and, and find out more about you we didn't get a chance to talk about some of your well we, we touched on your creative past but i know you're still creative at the moment so there's anything you just wanted to add or let people know on on the show provide information about myself <laughs> <laughs> uh it's always easier if people ask so I, I i know which direction to go otherwise i can just talk forever about myself <laughs> um 
where to find me. So Fridays I'm at Cable Bakery between 9 and 3 o'clock unless I'm sold out earlier. Okay. On a Saturday I am at the farmer's market in Camberwell which is situated on the green and we are there in a short window between 10 to 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. It's a lovely little very cozy market where we have lots of regulars which is amazing. They are the people which keep us going in business. Um, okay. We've got a lovely fruit and veg stall and uh, meat stall as well. I, I think they they are um, getting their own kind of meat which they've been farming. Mm -hmm. um, then we have pasta stalls, so you get Latua pasta. Um, we've got like a bread and pastry stall and a flowers. And then occasionally there is another uh, lady who sells like Jamaican hibiscus. Uh, amazing drink, like a really spicy okay. drink mm -hmm. called Aldas. Um, that's really nice to, to come and taste that. Yeah, what else? I am really trying to, as a part of my mission, as a rocker brings flowers, yes. I really try to bring flowers to the area, not only on a Saturday. My dream is to open up a real flower shop in Camberwell. Okay, wow. We used to have one which has been running for about 50 years, um, Pesh Flowers, but that's been shut down mm -hmm. sadly um, because of, you know, obviously yeah, it's, they, it's... they had a beautiful shop, but um, I guess there were certain, well, the, the rent basically went up, I, I assume. Yeah, and then obviously their events went, but they... Like, yeah, and every, yeah well. exactly. So I would love to be the first person who brings flowers back on the market there. That would be great. And I was, I feel like I've been like... Maybe you could investing. do coffee there as well. Well, oh. funny you said so. <laughs> this is the business plan, really. Flowers and coffee to go. So I actually spoke to Craig Odwai, who owns Cable Cafe, Studio Cafe, okay. and... Cable Bakery. Um, I actually <laughs> been promised to to get a, one of his vintage coffee machine as no long as I've been getting his coffee beans. Which anyway, so yeah, this is the whole plan. Like I I actually put an offer on a flower shop and that's been accepted. Wow! Two months ago. But that's an exclusive we have on the show. Then. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I but sadly. Um, that might change. Like for last two months, I keep hearing different news. Right. Uh, I've been promised twice already, and twice they change their minds, and then they are reconsidering that again. Um, yeah, it's it's quite tricky to 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 be able to open anything right now. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're obviously worried about their certainty of rent and these sort I of things. So. I think so. I mean, yeah. I thought it would be my time because mm. it's like. Uh, obviously, there are amazing shops, but they are really, really like they are just big and expensive in Camberwell, which I wouldn't be able to afford. But I was looking for something really small and visible yes. on the green, uh, which I could, you know, just mm. make enough to pay the rent, but also be able to serve the community mm -hmm. more than once a week. Because for now, it's like, oh, it's sweet. I can like come to the area once a week mm. so people have a top-up and stuff. But right. when, when there are other occasions, like on a Monday or Tuesday, you know, I can't, I have to turn people down and, mm. you know, they have to like try to get the flowers from somewhere else. And I, I feel really sad about it. I can't really provide those flowers for them. So this is what I would love to do. This is my, my dream to be able to, 
to run a flower shop and I feel I would be good at it. <laughs> I think you might. I think you, uh, you, you've uh, proven you, you might might do well at it. And okay, and social media and things, you're on Instagram. I know that, that for, for sure you, you share pictures on Instagram if people I want do. to find out more um, beyond just listen to the audio. Okay, yeah, it's, well, you can find me at Rocca Brings Flowers. Well, that's easy then, yes. Rocca Brings Flowers. as simple as that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, if you want to keep updated, I am trying to post something every day or every second day, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully that's not too much. And, uh, yeah, I just, I post pictures of plants, flowers and people. <laughs> And yeah, mostly the customers who buy from me if, you know, there is something which inspires me. Yeah, so Wonderful. I guess that's it. Wonderful. <laughs> that's the story. Thanks so much for joining us. And thanks again to Rocca for the lively conversation. To learn more about Rocca, her flower pitches and other things mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes at my website, marriottsidetrips.com. That's M-A-R-R-I-O-T-T-S, sidetrips.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast service, of course. Also, if you'd like to travel better, sign up to my newsletter through my website and you'll receive a free ebook, Essential Checklist for the Modern Day Traveller. There's still some great guests to come for my London season, including a French musician who's been doing her best to play on, a Peruvian brother and sister team serving up their street food in Waterloo and the landlord of my local pub. Take care and chat very soon.